0: Check one, two. Check one, two. One, two. Good. You ready? This is all... Hey, it's Cassidy Pope. Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway, Runaway June. June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News.
1: New music from Jordan Davis and a big surprise from Ernest. <laughs> Rebecca porter and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of august 15th 2022 we're bringing you the hottest news and the newest music in country music every tuesday so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and now for the hottest news in country this week the hottest, the hottest. this collaboration i'm about to tell you about was beyond exciting to me Cole Swindell united with a certain country icon, Miss Joe D. Messina, for his music video for Heads Carolina, Tails California, and it's absolutely epic. That's all I have to say on that for now. Maybe it'll come up later on down the episode. Wink, wink. I have some very exciting touring news. Ernest will be hitting the road on his first ever headlining tour. He'll be hitting college towns across the South and Midwest for his 11-date Sucker for Small Towns tour. Jake Worthington, Noah Hicks, and Laura Watkins are splitting the opening slot on the trek, It's a ticket you're not going to want to miss out on, maybe even take a road trip for, so make sure you check that out ASAP. Another really exciting touring announcement, this time from David Nail, who will be going on his Story to Tell tour, which will feature Tyler Braden. And speaking of touring, very exciting announcement about Bailey Zimmerman. She sold out her entire tour, and she's a newcomer. How amazing is that? Congratulations are in order for Walker Hayes, who just celebrated some huge milestones. His smash hit Fancy Like went R.I.A.A. two times platinum. A.A. became certified platinum. And his country album Country Stuff reached gold. Needless to say, this is absolutely insane, and we here at ACN are sending him a huge congratulations. Cody Johnson recently celebrated the one-year anniversary of his award-winning cinematic documentary, Dear Rodeo. The film recounts Cody's real-life journey from the dusty rodeo arenas of rural Texas to some of the biggest musical stages in America, It is, let's just say, your must-watch for this week if you haven't seen it already or if you just want to watch it again because it's really that amazing. Make sure you check that out ASAP. More congratulations are in order, this time for Scotty McCreary, who just celebrated his three latest back-to-back gold-certified number one singles. And those were Damn Straight, You Time, and In Between. We love us some Scotty McCreary. So again, sending a huge congratulations out to him. Jordan Davis recently sat down with our very own backstage Bobby at Windy City Smokeout, and they chatted about his time at LSU and his golf game. For all of that and more, make sure you check that out through the link in our weekly newsletter, also up on Facebook now. And as if that wasn't already amazing enough, Bobby also got to sit down with Flatland Calvary and talk all about touring and new music. Again, you can check that out through the link in our weekly newsletter. Now it's time to dive into the hottest releases in country this week.
0: New. 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 New, 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 new. It's new.
1: new music. First up, have to talk about one of my favorite releases for the week. Lainey Wilson released her new song, Watermelon Moonshine, and it is an absolute jam. She also announced that her upcoming album, Bell Bottom Country, will be released on October 28th. And if you've listen to any previous episodes, you know I am a huge fan of Lainey, and I just know this album is gonna be so huge for her. I cannot wait to hear more. Wade Boehm released his latest album, Somewhere Between the Secret and the Truth, and he's just such a legend and he may or may not be coming on the show soon. More on that, so stay tuned. But back to the album. It's absolutely spectacular. Um, Two of my favorite songs off of it are collabs, one being A Beautiful World, which features Lori McKenna, and another being a guitar, a singer, and a song featuring Vince Gill. So spectacular, this album, top-to-bottom perfection. Add it to your must-listen queue for the week. Tyler Rich dropped his new tune, Trucks Don't Lie, and it's all about heartbreak and how there's those certain things in your life that you can always count on. And for him, it's his truck. And I think we all can relate to that on some level, whether it's that or something else that we can just always count on, maybe even a person. Rachel Wamek released her new single, Like Me, and it's a really emotional one. It's all about self-love, and I think it's something that all men and women can relate to, especially women. There's this extra societal pressure on us to always be put together and looking perfect. And everyone, you know, from celebrities down to the people in your life are always showing their highlight reel on social media, never posting pictures of themselves that they might think are unflattering, using filters. You know, I'm guilty of that too. And it's something that I try and work on on a daily basis, but it's all about self-love and not being down on yourself. It's a really spectacular, unique, emotional song, and it's a definite must-listen for the week. I'm such a fan of hers. She's such a powerhouse. So make sure you check this one out, but also check out the rest of her catalog. She's incredible. Morgan Wade finally released her Acoustic Sessions EP. Fans have been eagerly awaiting, including myself. She's such a spitfire. I was so lucky to see her open for Ryan Hearn in Philly a few months ago. And she's just so incredible. Her talent, it's so raw and in your face and powerful and these acoustic songs are just that much better and if you know me at all you know i'm a sucker for anything acoustic this is absolutely spectacular another must listen for the week easton corbin released his new project real good country song and this one to me is a perfect radio single it's all about seeing this woman while he's out and Everything about her, he just thinks, oh my gosh, I could definitely write the perfect country song about you. And this song, it's such a jam. It reminds me a lot of the country that we would hear on the radio in like the early 2000s with a little bit of that 90s flair kicked in, and I'm just so here for it. Make sure you add this one to your summer playlist before fall rolls in. Hannah Ellis dropped her latest single, Country Ken," and this one is another one I could see absolutely blowing up country radio. It's so good. It's all about everything that country music can do, the power of it and how it can lift you up, get you off your feet, keep people at the bar past closing time. It's just such a fun track, and she's such an incredible up-and-coming artist. Make sure you check this one out. Jordan Davis has released another country hit, Next Thing You Know. And this one is so relatable for everyone. It's all about how the older you get, the quicker life goes by. So you have to enjoy it and be in the moment while you can. I love everything he puts out. I just think he's such an amazing artist and also seems like such an incredible person. Another hot track to listen to for the week. This week, I was lucky enough to sit down with one of my favorite girls, Lauren Davidson, and we talked all about the New York City country scene, how she's trying to create a Nashville-style life in the big city, and all about new music and touring coming up for her in the future. Check it all out here now. All right, so let's kick things off with your new single, Mean to Say... Tell me all about it. So uh, during 2020, I live in New York City, so
0: we were like the first ones to shut down and the last ones to reopen. And I did a lot, a lot of songwriting during that time over Zoom um, with one guy specifically, his name's Clint Wells, he's down in Nashville. And a lot of the songs that I released over the following year, which were all these songs that um, I had written in that time for this project called hindsight is 2020 and mean to say is actually one of the songs that we wrote during. This time it just like didn't really 100% fit this project. Um, Hindsight is 2020, but it's a song that I always loved. And so I was going through new music and kind of deciding like what comes next for me. And uh, I kind of felt like this song bridged the gap for me from this like hindsight phase of my life to, you know, what comes next. and Mean to Say is a song that's just about, you know, saying what's on your mind, you know, we as people can't read other people's minds. and. I think it's so easy to kind of keep things to yourself. You don't want to hurt someone's feelings or upset someone or, you know, rattle someone and get into fights. A lot of us can be very non-confrontational and I definitely can relate to that too. But for me, it was being on the receiving side of it of like, I can't read your mind. So you need to tell me what it is you want to say, tell me what you mean to say and tell me what it is you're thinking because otherwise I'll never know.
1: It's so great. It's such a fantastic song. And thank you. truly, I think you are one of the best up and coming artists. And I say up and coming, oh, because like, so to me, you're already there.
0: <laughs> oh, stop. But thank you so much. That means so much to me. I really just try to be uh, the most authentic I can be and speak my mind and speak my heart. And I really feel like uh, this music does that, especially this song. And I'm really excited
1: for what comes next. That was going to be one of my next questions. Is, yeah. And we expect more new music before year end.
0: Yeah. So, actually, mean to say is the first song on this album that I'm going to be releasing. It'll be my first album ever. Uh, like my hindsight is 2020 EP. I'm releasing all the songs as singles and it's called Somewhere in Between. And I just announced that the next song, Somewhere in Between, the title track is going to be coming out um, on August 5th. So, I'm really excited for that. And all these songs on this project, starting with me to say, like I said, kind of bridges the gap of what comes next. Still don't know, but like I was went through a breakup during the pandemic and I spent a lot of time in my New York City apartment by myself and not playing shows like so many other musicians and like getting to do all those things again and kind of experience them what feels like as a different person sometimes you know i think a lot of growth happened for me during that time and i'm dating again and i'm going out with friends and experiencing things that you know we couldn't do for two years and i'm playing shows again and meeting fans again and this music is all representative of that of you know what comes next i don't necessarily know that I even know for sure what that means, which is why it's that somewhere in between. It's between the hindsight is 2020 and whatever it is that comes next, which I don't think we know what that is yet.
1: I love that so much. Thanks. And I cannot wait to hear the rest of what you have to release. I know it'll be amazing so for usual. Yes, thank um, you Um, What's the New York City country scene like? You know, I know I'm, I'm based on the East Coast. I'm not too mm-hmm. far from you, actually. I live in Delaware. Uh, well, we'll have to make sure we uh, get together in person soon because Delaware yes. is not far. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm always interested just because, you know, I travel to New York City for country shows, mm-hmm. but as an artist, what's that experience like? Are there, is there a big country um, scene in New York City? it's interesting and it's ever changing
0: unfortunately or fortunately i'm not sure what that means yet but i mean we had country radio here up until pretty recently which is so sad that you know we no longer have country radio i mean the station is still around um doing like digital radio but not having like 94 7 on air anymore was kind of changing but during that time i think they were around for about six years before they um switch their media. And it kind of really brought a lot of fans to the area and fans together, or at least made me realize how many people love country music here in New York. So regardless of the ever-changing landscape there are still country music fans here, which is amazing. All the major tours come through here. So like I've been fortunate enough to open for a lot of these artists who come through the area and meet a lot of people from Nashville who come up here. Um, as far as the actual scene though, I do really feel like it changes a lot. I feel like I've maybe been a constant in it for a while. I've been making music here for about seven years, but even like some of my artist friends have come and gone and have moved to other places. But the fans are still here and I want to be a part of it here. I even started something called Urban Country Jam, which is a mini festival featuring other emerging artists like myself in the country music and also Americana music here in New York. And I think the Americana scene, I'm starting to realize too, is also kind of like its own thing where there were a lot of artists that I'm starting to meet now that I didn't even know were here making music not necessarily similar to mine, but under the umbrella of what we could all consider a community here together, um, which is really cool. So there is a scene here, I'm sticking with it. I'm gonna be here for a while. So I'm excited to continuously explore what that is and find ways to bring artists and fans and industry together over and over again. And it's been a really fun journey
1: so far. That is so awesome. And I love that. I love that you want to be in New York City because I know, you know, a lot of people, say like, oh, you have to be in Nashville, you have to be in Nashville. But I think over the last few years, some of the best artists I've discovered, yourself included, of course, okay. are not located in Nashville. You know, they're all I, over the United yeah, States. Yeah, it's a thing.
0: There are amazing country music artists everywhere. And yeah, like I do go to Nashville and there it, it is the hub of country music. And I think that that's so important. But for me specifically, I grew up on a stage and I just wanna perform and play shows. And everyone in Nashville is leaving Nashville to play shows and make their money through touring and then they come back there. Um, I think being in Nashville is super important if you're trying to get a publishing deal because all the publishing houses are there and that's like the business of what's going on down on Music Row. Uh, but that wasn't necessarily something I was trying to chase. And so I didn't see the importance of being there. And I think that could change. You know, I think if something ever wills me to move, whether it be Nashville or somewhere else, you know, I'm of course open to that but new york City's my home and i love it here and i really do want to continue exploring ways to bring country music fans here and artists here and bring everyone together at the same time
1: well i love that and i think there's i think a lot of people don't realize how many country fans are based on the east coast you know and even um not on the east coast like michigan and you know, course, other states yeah. like that. like they have big country fan base isn't, but I think like majority of the country doesn't realize that so and, like, I know when I go to Philly because Philly's closest to me mm-hmm.
0: but even like
1: New York when I come up for a country show like the fans show up and they are yeah so energetic and so, so amazing
0: and also like New York is a big state it's not just New York City you know there's upstate New York that is much more country I mean I grew up in New Jersey I was born in Brooklyn, but then moved to New Jersey and even seeing like how many fans in New Jersey there are and like all the big country shows that come through every summer to like PNC, it's where I saw my first concert and like Luke Bryan is selling out shows there or like Morgan Wallen selling out The Garden or I was just at the uh, Eric Church concert at The Garden. It was
1: electric
0: to see so many country music fans in one place in my favorite city.
1: Yeah, it's so incredible. I'll actually be up there. I'm seeing Mary Morris at Radio City. So I hope to be mm-hmm. there too. So you have to make sure you hit me up. Absolutely, I definitely will. I'm. Uh, I love her. So excited. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love her, and I I think this tour is probably going to be amazing.
1: I agree. I think it was really interesting watching her promo for it because she kept saying how it was going to be like very rootsy and like down to earth, and like finally hearing it, I was like, oh wow, like. That's exactly how I would describe it. But yeah, if if I if you do end up going, we have to meet up.
0: Yeah, I would love that. That would be amazing. I'm hoping to be there
1: for sure. Awesome. Well, speaking of people going on tour, what do you have coming up this for the rest of this year? And if you're allowed to say into the new year?
0: Yeah, so I just played um, like some of my biggest shows of the year, specifically the summer. Um, I played the inaugural The Bonfire in Williamsburg, Virginia with Rodney Atkins. And then I played Barefoot Country Music Fest uh, in Wildwood, New Jersey, which was super cool. I played the same day as Dustin Lynch and Eric Church. And I went to Deerfield Beach, Florida for the 4th of July, and then um, returned for the first time since the pandemic. It was one of my last shows before everything shut down in San Diego at Moonshine Beach, and Moonshine Flat. So I'm kind of winding down. Um, I have one big show with Philip Phillips in Bristol, Virginia, in August, and a couple of little things coming up that aren't 100% confirmed. So check my website, laurendavidsonmusic.com. I will post everything there. And then back in the fall, I'll be returning back to New York City for a couple of headlining shows, uh, including one more urban country jam to close out the year
1: awesome well i will definitely have to come up and see one of these yeah, shows. yeah i think sure. it's
0: gonna be in december
1: so oh, that'll be awesome. exciting that's you know mm-hmm. that's right before one of the all best the holidays times of year to come up there so i'm totally it is down. my
0: favorite time of year here besides like the fall like i love the fall just because fall weather be outside like leather jacket like totally my vibe but otherwise summer uh christmas in the city is like such a magical time
1: it feels like a very different place I couldn't agree more. There's just a certain magic about it. Yeah, it really is. So listen, before I let you go, okay. I like to play a rapid fire question game oh, with no. all the okay. artists I have on. So- all right, here we go. I say rapid fire, but please take as much time as he's like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank Who you. are you listening to right now?
0: Uh, Maren's album is one of the ones that I've been listening to on repeat. And also Teddy Swims is my favorite right now. I am obsessed with him.
1: Yes. I could not agree more. I love His, his. voice
0: is just mm, so good.
1: It's like, I always say this, but I'm like, it's like butter. Like, it's so it good. It really
0: is. He can sing anything. Just sing me to sleep every night, please. <laughs>
1: Next question. What's a song you wish you had written?
0: I was actually just thinking the other day about like how certain songs are just like so simple, but also like so classic and stand the test of time. Like um, Bonnie writes, I Can't Make You Love Me. And every time I hear it, and like Teddy Swims actually covered it too. And it's amazing, but there's so many different people who've covered it. So many versions of it that I've heard. And every single time, no matter who it is, it just like tugs at my heartstrings.
1: So um, that's the one I'll pick for now. Definitely one of my fave answers I've gotten for that question. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, next up, who would be a dream co-write for you? Ooh, um, probably Nicole Galleon. She's just like,
0: obviously an amazing writer. And uh, I met her briefly once uh, in New York City. She did an event here that I was at and she just seems so down to earth and so cool and so humble about her success so i feel like she would be a really cool co-write plus like that girl power is like totally my vibe
1: that is also my vibe i love that yeah all yeah. right what about um a dream tour mate oh a dream tour mate
0: i am dying so i have like a handful of people that i'm like dying to open for and one of them is gavin degraw and the other one is like grace potter
1: these are like not like superstars
0: obviously like Stevie Nicks is like a queen like obviously I would love to but I'm thinking like things that are maybe realistic and also like Gavin and Grace are both like top five like favorite voices of mine
1: I like I I can also
0: I could just if you were like who are top five they both are on that list for sure
1: well, I can tell you if you were putting it out into the universe right now, but if you Let's open for Gavin it. McGraw, I am absolutely coming to that.
0: Let's do it. Let's do <laughs> it. Yeah, he's awesome. He's super cool, too.
1: He really is. I love, love both of those answers. All right. Next question. If you could have one of your songs on a TV show, could be currently on the air or off, which show would you choose? One Tree Hill. Oh, my. God, you're, you're just <laughs> killing me with these answers. I love that show.
0: It is no secret that that is like my guiltiest pleasure all day, every day. OTH, I'm here for it.
1: Oh, my God. I love that. And that's like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how old you are, but like I grew up like. I was born in 89, like grew up through the nineties mm-hmm. and in the early 2000s. So like the OC, One Tree Hill, like, all yeah, shows, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's so
0: cool too. Cause all those shows had so much music on it. Like I listened to a lot of the music that were on those shows, but I definitely found One Tree Hill, like a little bit later. And I like started watching in like whatever season was on the air at the time and had to, like, I was obsessed instantly. I had to go back and like rewatch everything that I had missed. Um, But it's definitely a show like when I'm feeling sad or like want comfort, like comfort show. It's like I can put it on. I've seen every episode multiple times. I have no shame in it at all.
1: Oh, my God. I love that. I'm so here for that answer. It's, (laughs) you know, I feel like growing up, I discovered so much amazing music through shows like that.
0: Yeah. And
1: nowadays, I still discover music through shows, but I feel like every song on all of those shows, was so like iconic at, like, I for agree. for I agree.
0: And so I don't, I don't necessarily feel that way now, but have you ever seen the show, The Bold Type?
1: No, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it yet still.
0: Like there's some songs on that show and it's just the way that the um, music I don't know, super, I don't know what they call music supervisor who like whoever picks the song, his name's Rob something. I can't remember his last name right now. I follow him on Twitter and he did such a good job at like picking the music to like really just like tug at every emotion. And there were a few songs from that show specifically that I was like, I need to go. Like I discovered Sasha Sloan from that show. Yes. There was like a song, it's called Thoughts and it was just the perfect scene. And I was like, this is moving me to like pieces right now. And I started like looking up her music and like deep diving and then I was a fan.
1: I love that. I love when, you know, mixed medias can take a hold of mm-hmm. you like that. It's-
0: and that's how I feel about One Tree Hill too. Like there were just so many artists and they made music such like the center of their show too. Like having all these artists come on and perform and having concerts
1: and uh, I, I just, I love it so much. It is, you're right. And you know, we're now, of course they had Gavin DeGraw on, which mm-hmm. we were just talking about. And they yeah. even had Sheryl Crow on, like that was I know. Sheryl
0: Crow, they've had so many. And then obviously like all those like emo bands, like Angels and Airwaves, and they had like, uh, Fallout Boy. Yes. And just like really iconic bands from that time. Grace Potter was on that show too, actually, I think on an episode. Um, and then having like the characters sing too, like Jana Kramer came, came out of that show too. She's a country artist. Like, I just think that's so cool.
1: It is really cool. Well, I yeah. have one last question for you before I let you go. Okay. What venue is next on like your touring bucket list?
0: Ooh, so Red Rocks is probably like the the, the highest for me. I've never even been there, but like I'm dying to be there. And I was fortunate enough to play Madison Square Garden for uh, the PBR tour in 2019. I sang the national anthem in 2020. I got to sing my own music there. And I, of course, would obviously like die to return to the garden with like my band for like a headlining show someday. Um, And then Red Rocks. Yeah. So those two.
1: Two of my favorite choices. I love Madison Square Garden and I've yeah. never been to Red Rocks, but it's one of those things that I always say like, oh, I'm going to pick like one of my favorite artists. And when they go, you know, I'm going to go. And then like, I it'll think come I want to do that too. And I don't go,
0: <laughs> but you will, we will do it. We will do it. Yes,
1: We will. <laughs> well, I have
0: a lot actually of venues that are like of all sizes, but those are definitely like the reach.
1: Yes, absolutely. The dream bigs. Well, you're you're just going to have to return to Madison Square Garden because that's your place. That's that's your city. You got to (laughs) go. I know. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so great getting to chat with you and know you a little more. Thank you for having me. And we have to meet up in New York City.
0: Yes, let's do it. I'm here.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'll let you go, but have a great night. Thanks. You too. Before I sign off, you know we have to talk about Video of the Week. Video of the Week. This week's video goes out to Cole Swindell. She had me at Heads Carolina. See, I told you we'd be circling back around to this one. This video is so good, and the fact that Joe D. Messina is in it makes it all the better. And he recently said that he's trying to do a remix version of this song with her, so... Until we can get that to our ears, make sure you check out this video, which she is the bartender in. Absolutely spectacular. I love everything Cole does, and this video is definitely spectacular. So make sure you check this one out. You're gonna wanna have it on repeat. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News Podcast
0: is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45, who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast